There was a book and film which was quite popular back in the 80s called Educating Rita. And there is a fantastic scene which appears in both the book and the film where the main character, Rita, a working class woman who goes to university to study, is explaining to her lecturer why she's decided, after a time of running away, to come back and to keep learning. She says to him, I decided I wasn't coming here again. I went to the pub and they were all singing, all of them, some song they'd learned from the jukebox. And I thought, just, just what the frig am I trying to do? Why don't I just pack it in and stay here and join in with the singing? And you think I can, don't you? You think because you pass the pub doorway and hear all of us singing that we're all okay, that we're surviving with the spirit intact. So I did join in the singing. But when I turned around, my mother had stopped singing and she was crying. And I said, why, why are you crying, mother? And she said, there must be better songs to sing than this. So that's why I'm back. And that's why I'm staying. So let's get on with it. There are songs, ancient songs, subversive songs, songs like the one that Rita longed to sing in every age. Every age of injustice and fear, there have been songs. Songs fighting slavery, songs fighting Nazis, songs from South Africa, songs of hope. This reading for the week is apocalyptic. It's about wars and insurrections and fighting and fear. And in the words of theologian Nancy Rockwell, Jesus speaks not so much about the end of the world, but more about the frightening times that will and are taking place within all our times. He speaks in this way as a corrective to the shock and the awe that his friends are feeling as they stand before the ordered the graceful, the beauty of the great temple of Jerusalem. A temple which they have been taught to see as God's home among God's people. But Jesus says that actually God's home is not in the temple. Well, at least not just in the temple, but that God's home is wherever God's people are. And who are God's people? Well, they're not often the ones you would expect them to be. They're not the ones with the structure. They're not often the ones with the wealth or the power. They're usually not the ones singing the loudest songs. And he then goes on to say that although there will be days of fear and trembling, although there will be desperate times, everything will be all right. This reading comes right after Jesus' conflict with the temple authority and his condemning of the legal experts and his defence of the poor widow, the one who gives of her poverty to the temple, and he has been angry. Angry at the injustice, angry at the hypocrisy, and he stood up. He stood up against it over and over and over again. I'm going to use very simplistic terms today. So I ask you to forgive me the lack of subtlety. I'm going to use terms like right wing and left wing. The right wing of the world is singing a song. Rejoice, rejoice these last few days. And their song has been all about, in a way, the destruction of a temple. 
a temple that they believe has been built up by the left wing based on an idea, a sacred idea, an idea about equality and grace, an idea that has slowly but surely over generations broken down the horror of misogyny and racism. And the right wing has been furious about this because it has made them feel like they are losing something or having something taken away from them, which is true. They have. They have had something taken away. They have had privilege taken away. And as the quote says, equality feels like oppression to those who have had privilege taken away to achieve the equality. Let me say that again. Equality feels like oppression to those who have had privilege taken away to achieve the equality. Look. The right has been sneering at the left. Look, it's all coming down. You can't stop it now. Look, says Pauline Hanson, breaking open champagne on the steps of Parliament. Look, says Cory Bernada, rubbing his hands in glee. All that you have built up and all that you have put your trust in and all your ideals and your values and your equality. And now, where are you now? Groveling in the broken stones of your political correctness, crying, why, how? So those on the right of theology and politics could easily hear today's reading as a confirmation and an affirmation that they are indeed the children victorious of God. But interestingly, the left wing, again, forgive the lack of subtlety or the Democrat or the progressive or the green, they could also hear this reading as an encouragement. For they could see the temple as being a metaphor for all those who are building up the great institution of the Trump Tower, this tower reaching to the sky, and they could hear Jesus' words saying to them, the day will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be broken down. So don't worry. Do not be afraid. It's been very noisy, hasn't it? These last few days. So do we be silent? Or do we sing? And what song? Well, in many ways, as people of faith, we sing the songs that we have always sung, songs of hope and kindness and challenge, songs that inspire us to stand firm and to not lose heart. Sing out my song, the beauty of the world. Because, as Rita knew, and as all those who have taken to the streets and to the airwaves and to the web know, there are so many better songs to sing than the songs of the secular empire, no matter how loud their voices may be and no matter how many have joined in the chorus. There are so many better songs. So that's why we're here. So let's get on with it. <laughs> 